Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. Your destiny will be destroyed unless you release, release bitterness, unforgiveness. Unless you let it be nailed on the cross. It will determine your character and it will determine your steps and will put you in a prison house of constant regret. That's exactly what happens when those who fail to forgive hold on. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and Are we holding on to bitterness or unforgiveness towards someone? Today, Pastor Ed will exhort us to forgive others as we have been forgiven. He will also warn us of the destruction that unforgiveness can have on our own lives. Our greatest need is forgiveness. We need to receive it from the Lord and give it to others. Don't become bound by unforgiveness, but nail it to the cross and let it go. When we understand all that we've been forgiven for, then we can't help but forgive others. Now let's join Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. Building in Faith. We're going to turn in our Bibles for a few moments to Matthew chapter 18. And this is a powerful passage of Scripture dealing with one of the greatest needs in the church, and in a Christian's life. And that's for forgiveness. We need to receive it, and all of us are here because we have received God's forgiveness. But we also need to be channels of it. We need to be instruments of God's grace and forgiveness to others. One day, Peter the Apostle, excited about what he was going to tell Jesus, came and said, Jesus... How many times should I forgive someone? Now, the rabbis said three times, the fourth, you're out. Peter said seven times. He doubled it and put one in there for good measure. And Jesus is going to teach him a lesson about forgiveness that he will never, ever forget. Matthew chapter 18, beginning to read in verse 21. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10 thousand talents and since he could not pay his master ordered him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had payment to be made so the servant fell on his knees imploring him have patience with me I will pay you everything out of pity for him the master of that servant released him and forgave the debt But when the same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. 
seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me, I will pay you. He refused. He went and put him in prison until he could pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what he had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you pleaded with me. And should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in his anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all the debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, what an important word. What a needed word. Inscribe it on our hearts. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. This story carries with it an incredible instruction for you and for me. How we ought to live our Christian life. Because someday we will stand before God and how we've lived out this text will determine our entrance into heaven. And how we have practiced what Jesus taught will determine how we are treated. Jesus told this story of a king who had come back and he called in his administrators. Servant is more than just a servant who did household chores. No, these were men given responsibility over large sectors of the kingdom, of the treasury. And Jesus told a story that shocked his audience. He took together the, the four, if you took together the four regions that Jesus lived in and you were to take the taxes of those regions added together, like Galilee and Samaria, and you were to add it all together, it would only add up to 900 talents a year in taxes. Jesus was talking about more than 11 years of taxes for that region. It would be like someone asking you to take care of the national debt. It would be beyond your ability. You could spend your whole life from the cradle to the grave and then more. You could live a millennium, two millenniums, and not have paid this debt. The man had an impossible debt. And what does he do? He falls on his knees, the right place to fall. And he begins to beg the king. Stop, pause, and think. Jesus is talking about forgiveness. I mean, really forgiveness. There are some people that get offended at the slightest thing. And that isn't even in the category of forgiveness. I mean, they get upset at the least likely thing. I remember in my own life, 
maybe would trigger the thinking is a death of a close friend, Barbara, this past week. But I remember when my mother was dying and I wanted my father to come and meet with her. I wanted my mom to meet him because our family had been torn apart by divorce. It had been torn apart by alcoholism. There was deep rifts in the family. My mother was a godly, a good Christian woman, loved the Lord. But there was a lot of pain through the journey. And so I said to my dad, I said, why don't you come and see mom? She doesn't have long to live. It's not going to be very long at all. And so mom came in. And when she came in, uh, dad came in rather, and when he met with my mom, I was standing at the foot of the bed, he was standing at the side, and they began to talk, and it wasn't long before my father began to argue with my mom, and she's dying. And my father's argument went like this. You know, we would have never had all the troubles that we had if it wasn't for your brother. And you know, your sister, and your And all he's doing is blaming everybody around for the things that he did wrong. So often, people who don't understand forgiveness are always blaming other people. And they take offense at things that they shouldn't take offense of. Jesus is being real serious here. He's not talking about the little slights. Somebody didn't talk to me today. Or you squeeze the toothpaste at the wrong end. (laughs) Or, or, Or the little things that happen that get people so upset and it's like World War II broke out or something and I think, give me a break. That's not what Jesus is talking about. Uh, There was a a book written by Simon Winstall. Simon Winstall back in 1945 devoted his life to hunting down Nazi war criminals. And he did this for decades and decades And a number of years ago, he wrote a book. And in that book, he told about an experience he had in the Nazi concentration camp. When he went into a Nazi concentration camp, he was working in one of the uh, labor groups. And one of the SS uh, Nazi soldiers came up to him and they said, we want you to come with us. And they took him to an old hospital And then he took him up a long set of steps. There upstairs, he saw a young soldier. He was bandaged, he was hurting, and he was dying. And this young soldier began to talk and tell him about all the experiences that he had had, how he had killed Jews and how his conscience was guilty. He, he talked about how when they were going into Russia, how they herded Jewish people into an old house and they set it on fire. And he watched those children and the adults try and flee the house and they would shoot them down. And Simon Winslow said, as this, old soul, as this young soldier began to recount all of these things, and it, it took almost a couple of hours, he said, I'm dying, and I want peace.
peace and I wanted to confess to a Jew my atrocities, would you forgive me? At that, Simon stood up, turned his back on that soldier, walked out of the room and left. He went and talked to those in the barracks, those who were his friends, and he told them what happened. He had wondered if he had done the right thing, and they all said, no, no, you did the right thing. Well, by the end of the war, he was the only one that survived in that particular group. All 82 of his comrades had died and been killed and murdered. He decided to write a book talking about his experience And in this book, he told this story. And then he asked 32 religious leaders if he was right or wrong when he walked out on that soldier. The majority said that he was right. In fact, there were only six of the 32, they were rabbis and Christian theologians, only six of the 32 said, no, that was a wrong thing. You should have offered forgiveness. Jesus told a story of an incredible debt. It was impossible for this man to pay it. He couldn't have. He falls on his knees. He begins to plead with the king, plead with the master. Please, I'll repay. He couldn't repay. It couldn't happen. There's no way he could have done it. But the master, the king, was moved in compassion and forgave him. Now, the Greek text paints a dramatic picture. Here is a forgiven servant who has been forgiven 10,000, 10,000 thousand talents he's going out he hasn't gotten very far right in the courtyard and suddenly he sees someone who owes him about three months worth of wages he gets him by the throat begins to shake him choke him and demand he would pay him and if you look at the words of the text they were exactly the same plea that he made to the king that the servant now, his fellow servant, makes to him. Jesus was saying, when you understand forgiveness, you can't help but giving forgiveness. Everyone who receives forgiveness is a debtor to give forgiveness. Everyone who comes to God on the basis of mercy must live out mercy. I want you to imagine with me for a moment. It's your birthday. And someone comes knocking on the door. They have a big smile. And they say, guess what? You have a friend and they've paid off your mortgage completely. Whoa! You close the door, you're excited, the mortgage is gone, the doorbell rings again. Someone else comes. The benefactor forgot to tell you that they've also paid all your credit card debt off and your car loans are off 
And you have no debt at all. Now, of course, you're excited. And you go to celebrate like any person would. And so you go to Starbucks, and who do you meet there but Pastor Dan? And he owes you 10 bucks. And you say, I'm going to garnish your wages unless I get that 10 bucks. Better believe it. <laughs> What happens? You say, boy, that isn't fair. That isn't right. You've been forgiven so much. You need to show that grace and forgiveness to someone else. That's what Jesus is talking about. There was a debt that we couldn't pay. He owed, I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. He paid the debt of sin in full, completely. So often, we fail to translate our relationship with God to our relationship with one another. And, and that's what Jesus was getting at. Notice what happened. When the man failed to understand grace, he went out and treated his servant in such a way that the master saw it and others observed it and others do observe it. What happens? He gets thrown into the prison. Now, the time is short. I wish I could camp on this. I want you to remember this phrase. Bitterness does more to harm the vessel in which it is stored than the vessel on which it is poured. Bitterness does more to harm the vessel in which it is stored than the vessel on which it is poured. What happens in that moment the master finds out, he calls that unjust servant, that wicked servant, and he throws him into the prison. There are many people living in a prison, a prison of their own making, an unforgiving spirit. They remember something that a former spouse did, something that a child did, something that a co-worker did, something said, something done, something happened, and they nurse it and they cause it to grow and it takes over their whole life and it directs their destiny. Your destiny will be destroyed unless you release, release bitterness, unforgiveness, unless you let it be nailed on the cross. It will determine your character and it will determine your steps and will put you in a prison house of constant regret. That's exactly what happens when those who fail to forgive hold on to some memory, some pain, something that happened. Jesus is not talking about someone just not saying hello. He's talking about deep wounds. Wounds like he experienced that put him on the cross. Wounds that thrust the spear into his side, the nail into his feet, the crown of thorns onto his head. Because it was you and it was me that caused those wounds by our sin. And he's wiped it clean. And he said, go do thou likewise. Remember the book, The Hiding Place? The movie, 
the hiding place, Corey Ten Boom? She was speaking on forgiveness. And she was in Europe, she was in Holland, and then she went to speak in a small location and she was talking about forgiveness. And from way in the back in this small little church, an older man with gray hair and a gray coat began to make his way forward. And as he made his way forward, she recognized him. He was the guard in her concentration camp. He was the one who looked down with scorn and embarrassed the women as they would go into that public shower as he gawked at them and ridiculed them. It was in that concentration camp that her sister Betsy died. And he started coming forward. And as he approached her, she froze. She could picture him in the uniform. She could picture him standing in that shower area, gawking. She recognized him. He didn't recognize her because literally there were thousands of people in there. There were thousands of women in there. And she was just one of many, but she knew that face. And then he said to her, I'm a Christian, and I know God has forgiven me, and I would just like to hear it from you. Will you forgive me? She, she saw his hand. He, he put his hand out to her. Her hand froze in her pocket. She couldn't move it. And then she prayed, Oh, God, forgive me for being unforgiving. She felt so cold, but she knew she had to take that hand out. And as she took her hand out and started to move it towards him again, he said, as he walked towards her, he put his hand out again, would you forgive me? And in that moment, their hands met, and she said she could feel a warm heat flow down from her body into her arm, into her hand, and she felt the forgiveness of God just come right through her. And she said, I forgive you. I forgive you. Is there someone that you have to forgive? A parent, a spouse, another Christian. Someone that God's Spirit is speaking to you about and he's simply saying, I forgave you. Go do thou likewise. As we bow our heads and close our eyes, Holy Spirit, bring to our mind that person, whoever they may be. This morning as the Holy Spirit speaks to you. I'm talking about a offense where your heart has been hurt or wounded or broken. Jesus said in verse 35, unless you forgive your brother from your heart, he wants that heartfelt forgiveness. 
Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. This is a sobering portion of Scripture that Pastor Ed will be tackling, along with others that speak of forgiveness. In fact, Pastor Ed is currently teaching a five-part series entitled Forgiveness. Building in Faith is the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Building in Faith. Your word restores.